my spooky friends. This is your host, John, and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. And today, we're going to go camping. Not only camping, but creepy camping at a couple of the spookiest campgrounds in the Midwest. And also, I'm going to share some truly creepy camping stories. So I hope if you're listening to this, uh, in your tent, and you hear some weird noises out there, and get a little scared. Well, I've done my job, and uh, you know, it's fun, right? Get a little creeped out on your camping. So, let's get through our sources first. Uh, only in your state, Ranker, and Reddit. So, the first spooky campground in the Midwest is in Wisconsin, and it's at High Cliff State Park in Sherwood, Wisconsin. And it's not only one of the state's most beautiful parks, but it's also the most haunted parks in Wisconsin, if you believe the stories, and the Midwest for sure. So a lot of these sites have effigy mounds. And an effigy mound, if you don't know what that is, it's an ancient Native American burial site. And no surprise, there are many reports of paranormal activities surrounding these historical mounds. So they are all over this park. And just know that, you know, they're considered sacred by the Indian tribes there. So, again, treat them with respect, please. Uh, and also, hopefully, get a little spooky. Uh, in addition, these burial mounds, you can also find some lime kilns at the Haunted Park in Wisconsin. And these are rumored to be a hotbed of strange supernatural happenings. And people have reported seeing spirits, hearing strange noises, especially at night when staying in the campground. And some people, when they're in the campground too, have felt extreme temperature changes, such as, you know, feeling chilly on a warm summer night. Others claim to feel they're being watched. And it all sounds pretty creepy. And the great thing about this camping site, and I've been there a couple of times, like I said, it is absolutely gorgeous. I will put some pictures up on our social media sites on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram to let you guys take a look at this. I would highly recommend going. It's worth the spookiness and it's worth the, oh my God, the beauty, especially watching sunsets there. Uh, it, it's unparalleled. I mean, it's unbelievable. So that's the first one. And just know that, too, that there are other spooky sites in Wisconsin. But this is usually the number one where people have gone site where they have said, I've seen, like, uh, you know, apparitions. I, you know, felt cold on, on a warm summer day. You know, I, I've seen all these different things. And just to let you know, limestone and kind of areas with that um, tend to attract spirits. Not really sure. They think it's kind of the makeup of the magnetic area. So, you know, if you're ever in a cave, limestone cave, and there are plenty in Wisconsin, especially like Cave on the Mounds is one of the biggest ones, you know, be prepared to be a little spooked. So the next one, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, this is pretty obvious. This one's in Iowa, and it is Spook Cave, and campground so <laughs> it's about seven miles outside of mcgregor iowa so if you're in iowa maybe you've been to this one i have not but it, it looks pretty cool you know you can go there it looks like a really nice campground 
there's also a flooded cave next to the campground. And I will put the pictures up again on our social media site. It became a tourist attraction in 1955. And you can take a guided boat tour through this haunted cave. And the cave is, to be, is said to be haunted by the lost souls of early explorers. So this cave, when you see pictures of it, it's kind of like a, I don't know if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World and gone through Pirates of the Caribbean or any of those rides where you take the, the boat tour, um, you know, and then things jump out at you. Well, it's not like that. So don't think like people are going to jump out at you and all that stuff. That That's not going to happen. Like I said, a lot of people, again, see spirits, feel strange, feel, um, you know, creepiness. There's just something around this. And the funny thing about it is when you see the pictures I put out there, is that you look and it says spook cave. So it's something out of like Scooby-Doo, <laughs> like a cartoon where it's like spook cave. Don't go in there. Hey, you know, of course I'm going to go in there. It says spook cave. Uh, the other funny thing is there's a creek, a uh, tributary near there um, called Bloody Run Creek. Um, like, how is that not spooky? Bloody Run Creek. This creek was named after there were some battles in the area and stuff. And supposedly, rumor has it that, you know, when the soldiers are dying, the, the, the tributary little river became red with blood. And there have been, again, some weird things in the area. There have been some strange um, sightings, people, again, feeling creepy. And, you know, again, when you go camping, when I went camping, I didn't have any paranormal experiences, but you are out there really vulnerable, right? You only have is a tent <laughs> and that's going to stop nobody who wants to get in there. Right. Even if you zip everything up, which I always thought was funny. We'd zip everything up and I'd be like, yeah, somebody could just stick a knife through and just, you know, but anyway, uh, the only thing I had to deal with is raccoons who broke into <laughs> me and my buddy's cooler. So we woke up at like three o'clock in the morning hearing all these, you know, weird little noises and uh, no, there weren't ghosts. There were little raccoons trying to steal our string cheese and uh, meat and whatever <laughs> beer. They didn't get the beer. There's no way those things, those little creatures uh, getting the beer, those little raccoons, bless their little paws. Um, <laughs> so let's get to some spooky camping tales. Tales, excuse me. Uh, one thing I want to say, if you have a spooky camping tale, please, dairylandfrights at gmail.com. Even at the end, you're like, oh, it was just my brother messing around. I still love stories like that because it's so fun to have people kind of talk about how they scared each other and, and what games you played in the woods. And maybe, you know, something happened to you that you, you yeah, yeah, that was just a weird experience. But I'm going to start with the first one. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, and these are off Ranker um, and also uh, Reddit. So, Ranker, um, I will put the link to it. it. It ranks all the different, if you've ever been on there, it kind of ranks experiences, you know, all these different topics. So first thing, I love this, stayed in a haunted cabin. I once stayed in, in a cabin in Arkansas facing the river. One side of the cabin was almost all window with no blinds or anything, which made me feel really creeped out, especially the first time it got dark and you couldn't see outside. Now, that is creepy. I don't know if you've ever had stayed somewhere where there's no curtains or something you can close. 
Yeah, that's creepy to me, too. First night we stayed there, this beating started on all sides of the cabin. It was loud and eerily paced, moving from one wall to, an, to the roof. A few times, the gas-powered fireplace would roar up, then go out. The TV would turn on and just be static. You know, really cliche stuff. We would also hear whispering at night, and because I was too much of a wuss, <laughs> hey, buddy, I don't blame you, to sleep with the lights off the first night, we left the hall light on and the bedroom door shut and locked until we started seeing shadows under the door. Woo, okay, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good one. We got the F out of there. I don't know. The, the place was poorly built or people were messing with us or what, but the shadows under the door was way too much for me. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Camping is fun enough to give it a chance, despite being scared as hell as one of the most fondest camping memories. So this is kind of funny. This is not camping, dude. If you are in a cabin and you can argue with me, so we can have an argument, dairylandfries at gmail.com. If you're camping and you're in a cabin, it's not really camping. Camping is you're out in your tent, you have your fireplace going, you have fireplace, <laughs> you have your fire pit going, uh, you know, you're roasting marshmallows, you're talking, telling creepy stories. Dude. That's camping, right? Where you're exposed to the elements, where anything can just pop out of the woods and come in at you and eat you or scare you or whatever it is. So I agree, I would get out of there. One of my favorite uh, movies is Evil Dead, and that's a cabin in the middle of the woods, and it's pretty cliche. And then also, another one of my favorite movies is Cabin in the Woods, which again <laughs> is. Two great movies. If you've not seen the Evil Dead series or Cabin in the Woods, I highly recommend seeing those movies. And if you're not a horror fan, um, they're both very well done and both scary. So this one, whoo, this one got me. <laughs> the first one was scary, but this one got me. So this one's called They Performed an Exorcism in the Woods. Whew, okay. Our whole camping group was in this big party tent, cracking jokes, talking, laughing, being typical, noisy, tipsy teenagers. When the noise hit a f hit full, it just got quiet enough for one person to barely hear audible chanting. Everybody shut up right now, I said. One of the cracks to the entrance of the zipper I opened and looked out, behold, something none of us could really comprehend or process for a few minutes. A family was rocking back and forth near a fire pit, muttering incantations in an attempt to perform an exorcism on their mentally ill disabled children who were in the center of the circle. They gradually got louder and the rocking more violent. They started shaking the kid as well as looked on trying not to draw attention to ourselves for them to see us. Many crazy moments we had. So this one is typically something I've heard before where people would go in the woods and they would uh, you know, start to see 
some very weird things as exorcism being performed, rituals being performed. One story I wanted to share with you that I remember was uh, there was this guy I worked with. Um, I can't remember his name or something like that. But anyway, he said he was uh, hunting one time and he was oh, in, I think he said, Alabama or something like that. And he was hunting and he said that he saw this group of people in the opening of the woods in this clearing. And they all had hoods on and they were just holding hands and they were just talking and chanting. And he was like, first of all, I was weirded out because one, it was like the middle of the day. He, he was coming home from coming back from camping. Two, like they didn't notice him. Uh, the funny thing about this guy was he said, I got, I had a loaded, like, I don't know what his gun, like a 30 out six or shotgun or what he had. He goes, yeah, so he said, if any of those guys came at me, they would have got some lead. And, uh, but he said, these guys didn't even notice him and they were just chanting and everything. And he said, you know, he, he doesn't know what it was. Uh, but it was said it was really strange, and he said he just got the heck out of there. He said, Screw this, I don't know what the hell that is. So, you know, that's something again. I, I, I think the woods kind of lend themselves to the supernatural as well as the magical. Um, so again, things like Stonehenge and, and other sites across the world where sure they're, they're not in the woods, but they're kind of out and about in the country where you know it can be uh very scary so the next one and this is a good one uh two odd carvings in the tree around 18 months ago when my girlfriend and i first got together we went camping regularly with a couple of our friends in a large ancient forest so okay that's interesting and we would go uh, set up our tent and have a barbecue and some beers and then sleep well, our friends, for several weeks running, we did the same routine with our friends. We did the same routine. And then different friends until one night we decided to leave the tent and return later so we could get some more supply. We returned to the tent at dusk, but found a stick figure made from twigs at the entrance of the tent. <laughs> we smoked a bit and had some booze. One of our friends who reluctantly joined us on this occasion turned strange. He disappeared into the woods, which we found strange as he was petrified uh, of the woods. Uh, that's kind of weird. And why did he come with you? And then we could hear nothing but singing for at least an hour. He eventually returned and then we continued to party until it started to rain heavily, at which point we decided to call it a night. We woke up the next morning and decided to pack, pack the tent down. It eventually became obvious that the trees surrounding our tent had the same shape as the figure carved into the bark. We pretty much rushed out of there and came across a still burning pit of fire surrounded by felled trees. That was the final straw. So we ran the remaining mile back to our car and I have to add the I have to add that the woods I'm talking about has a history of deaths and suicide and also have reports of witchcraft too. 
In fact, surrounding 20 miles has quite a stuff like that. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, obviously, the Blair Witch Project that's in the woods and stuff. Funny thing about the Blair Witch Project, not you guys, pretty much everybody knows it was independent. It was done on, you know, credit cards or something like that. But the things that people don't know about Blair Witch Project was that the director had some of his buddies hide in the trees in the area and would just not tell the actors. And then they would come out. So that's what you see when these people are running. And then they just go, ah, and you're like, wow, you know, that's pretty good acting. Well, there's someone out <laughs> there trying to chase them. So again, to my point, this is very strange in the sense of, again, witchcraft, suicide. It's an ancient forest. Um, uh, one of these days, I want to do a, uh, it's not in the Midwest, it's in Japan. You guys probably have heard about it, the suicide forest in Japan. I think that's just super fascinating. Um, and I've seen documentaries on it. And if you have a chance to see a documentary on the suicide forest, um, please take a look at it because not only is it sad, but it's also really revealing about what people go through and how they have to make decisions whether they want to live or not. So I don't want to bum everybody out, but it's, it is a good, a really, really nice uh, documentary about the suicide force in Japan. Okay. Next one. Crazy laughter in the trees. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this. This is pretty obvious, but okay. I was camping in a tent, <laughs> all right, <laughs> in the middle of the woods. Again, that's camping. It was not an actual campground, okay? And no one else was around, just me and my bro. We were having a good time, drinking and enjoying a nice bonfire, me and my bro. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, right? We went to sleep around 2 a.m., and... All of a sudden, we heard some laughter. And that was a creaky door. That's hilarious. How about a creepy laugh? There we go. <laughs> there you go, people. Uh, so there's some creepy laughter. It sounded like it was in the air. There was also noises that I can only describe as coconuts falling from, <laughs> from a tree, banging onto the ground, yet only the pine trees surrounded us. We freaked out and stayed in the tent until it went away. Never found out what it was. Okay. Now, this to me is like, I think you guys had a little too much to drink and maybe had some edibles. Uh, I'm not judging here. That's fine if you do that. But, uh, yeah, okay. It's still scary if you would still hear laughing all around you. Um, that is not good. So, here's a good one. And I've talked about orbs before. This is swirling rainbow orb of light. My brother described something similar to me after he got home from a camping trip that his church youth group took. It was in Northern Virginia, I believe. So shout out to Northern Virginia. And they had like about, had to be back in their cabins about 10 p.m. So. It was about an hour, hour and a half before they had to turn in for the night. And he decided to take a walk on a trail. Okay. <laughs> so they're just walking and talking on this trail and in an open field with trees bordering it through the trees. 
they see these sort of rainbow lights. And they just assumed they were lights from a campsite and went on their way. As they were heading back, the light appeared to be getting closer and closer to them. He described it as a floating, swirling ball of rainbow lights about the size of your average glow. It started to rapidly move across the field straight towards them. They took us took off as fast as they could, and the re and orb of light appeared in the wind. So I'm not really sure that this was a light that they um, saw as far as one thing you got to remember when you're in the woods, sometimes there are different, um, I don't want to say chemicals, but different things where they make fumes. And then once the light gets off of it, uh, it, it will show like, looks like an orb, you know, wisp or whatever you want to say. That's a whole different thing, uh, but kind of similar to that. But it's, it's mainly a chemical reaction with some of the uh, things in the woods. And it, it looks like an orb. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a big orb person, uh, but, you know, not to say they don't exist. That's something I would really want to, to talk about some other time. So here's another orb one, and this one is in the Midwest. I was camping in the Sylvania Wilderness area in the upper Michigan. Da, hey, 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 Dad Uber. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Ed. The campsite I was at was on a lake and only accessible by canoe. The first night at the campsite, I was sitting at my fire in the dark. Well, you're in the dark. I was just thinking about heading to my tent to sleep. And I look up and see an orb of light floating through the woods behind my tent. I looked about a foot in diameter, white light, and gave off very little. It moved slowly and steadily through the forest but eventually disappeared behind a tree. I was pretty disturbed by this unexplainable orbit. I decided not to go to my tent for a few more hours. It was unsettling night. It looked like one of those will of the wisps from folklore and legends that turned to the ca their cabin. Their friends didn't believe them. So I don't, this story is kind of a strange story. I guess he saw a light. Now, remember, effigy mounds are known for that. So, like I said in the original campsite in Wisconsin, uh, just know that if you're around effigy mounds, you, you might see orb. And that is some of the spirits they believe. There's also stories of, like, these green light mist of certain forests going around. Now, some of that, like I said, is explainable through science and all that good stuff. But some of it isn't. Um, all these stories that I read, I think, are uh, kind of similar in the sense of the woods can be a creepy place, but a beautiful place. And I think that's what makes the paranormal fun. You know, creepy, beautiful, that's cool, right? But it's also pretty disturbing. It can be very scary. So what I again said, please, please, people, Dairyland Fright fans, I'm reaching out to you. I would love to have a spooky stories, spooky camping stories, uh, you know, the wood stories, um, anything that you can share with me. Uh, I, I truly would love that. So, again, that's dairylandfrights at gmail.com. 
So that's the end of this episode. I hope you like it. I hope you listen to it in your tent and you get a little scared, a little spookiness. Um, so remember, rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, check us out on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, again, we love to hear your comments. So any comments we make the show better, I would love to hear them. Again, I'm going to have as many, I'm going to have guests on as much as I can. I'm going to try to do some, uh, maybe some investigations down the road, have more videos. It is something that, you know, we'll have a you know, really exciting time to do. So next week, <laughs> this is something maybe not a lot of you have heard of this. But when I started doing research on this, this is awesome. And at Dairyland Frights, we like to kind of point out some of the things maybe you guys haven't heard of that's a little more spooky. We love to do the major stuff, you know, but we also love to do the kind of, you know, off the road, if you want to say, uh, you know, minor league creepy stuff. And there's a creepy manor in Iowa, Edinburgh Manor. And this manor was many things. It, 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 you know, it was a an asylum. It was a hospital. I mean, all the creepy, terrible stuff that happens in a building. This place has it, and it's in Iowa. And I I, I love it because I I've done some research. It seems very spooky. So again, remember, say hi to your ghost. Hello, ghost. And also stay spooky. See you next week.